Hey loves, welcome to the Tantric Activation Podcast with Sarah Rose, the number one podcast for men and women who want to become the most sexually confident version of themselves and have a relationship that is the secure foundation and fuel for every other aspect of their lives. Tantric Activation is for anyone seeking to optimize their potential. My name is Sarah Rose. I'm a world-renowned sex and relationship coach and the founder of Tantric Activation. On my website, tantricactivation.com, you can find information about my men's and women's coaching programs. On this podcast, I'll show you how to tap into Tantra to take control and transform your life into one that you're passionate about on every single level. Let's jump in. Down tonight. Hey loves, welcome. Thanks for being here with me today. This episode today is a hot topic, the topic of narcissism. Very widely used word these days. I was actually recently having a conversation with someone and she's like, narcissism is on the rise in America. And I hear it all the time. I feel like a day doesn't go by that the word narcissism doesn't come into my sphere. And so I feared it was time to delve into this. I remember being like, I don't know, I think 23 years old or something. And I'm sitting in therapist's office with my, my then husband at the time. And a therapist looks at him and says, you know, you're a narcissist, right? And at that time, I didn't really know what it was. Like I had heard the term narcissist, but I didn't understand it. I didn't really know. Um, And I don't think at that time it was as widely used as it is now. Uh, I think we have a lot of um, (laughs) armchair therapists in the world. And so there's a lot of diagnosis happening. And, you know, with the, uh, you can just pop online and be like, here's, you know, 10 characteristics of a narcissist and, you know, be like, oh, okay, well, that person's a narcissist because this 10 step list says that they are. Um, so I don't know, I'm sure there is a lot of narcissism happening. And I think that with some, some healthy perspective, people that want to change can do a lot to change. And I want to talk about this today because it's important that we all have hope. Those of us that desire something different for our lives deserve to have tools to help us get there and not feel like, we're just doomed, you know, of like, oh no, this is just my lot in life. And, and there's nothing I can do about it. I'm just a horrible person. And I'm just, you know, going to be doing a lot of harm in the world. And I might as well just die because they can even get to that. Sometimes my personal journey with narcissism, you know, started with that uh, situation where I was married to somebody I was married really young. I was actually 18 years old when I got married. And um, this person is a narcissist. And Uh, how that impacted me and my future relationships. I've had to do a lot of healing work around, a lot of deep introspection, a lot of boundaries, a lot of like really looking for red flags. And sometimes I feel like I'm hyper vigilant because of it. 
being in a relationship, especially a long-term relationship with a narcissist, it can cause a lot of trauma and a lot of pain. And so um, I've, I've worked with this kind of on the flip side quite a bit. And so it's something that is near and dear to me. You know, I have a lot of clients who are uh, in relationships and sometimes they're in relationships with people that are narcissistic. And so it's, it's something that, um, I'm constantly like in the, in the realms of. So what I'm here to offer you today is not any type of diagnosis, not any type of look for this and see, you know, this is how, you know, if this person is an art narcissist or not, what I'm here to offer you today is how to, Notice these qualities in yourself if you have them, if these are things that you struggle with, and show you how you can create change in the world, how there can be a flip side to this, okay? So most people that have uh, these narcissistic traits, they also have aesthetic sensibility. And this is a really big motivating factor in their life. Okay. And aesthetic sensibility is great. Like this is what creates beauty in the world. Like people that create lots and lots of beauty in the world, they have this aesthetic sensibility. And it's also the sensibility where people who are rock stars, pop stars, things like that, they tend to have this aesthetic sensibility. It's a really big personality where they have a lot of attention uh, given to them. And these people, like while they are in the limelight and they're getting a lot of attention and, and they're desiring a lot of attention as well, that doesn't necessarily mean that they are narcissists if they are using these, uh, these sensibilities that they have, these desires that they have in a really positive way. So it's really normal and natural for all of us to want attention. I mean, imagine babies, like babies need a lot of attention. They're not narcissists, right? So it's normal and it's natural for us. Some people do need more attention than others. Some people, it really is part of their makeup to need more attention. And so this is, if this is you, then it's really important that every single day you're having meaningful exchanges with, with colleagues and friends and family. Um, and that you are re really purposeful and considerate about um, taking a lot of consideration into uh, your your environment and the way you present yourself and the type of uh, attention that you are receiving and that it's done in a way that really feels like it feeds you because that's important. Receiving uh, attention, praises, this is going to keep you happy. It's going to keep you energized, okay? Not everybody Everybody needs this to the same degree. But if you're somebody that you do need it, that's okay. It's okay for you to have that. This is just your particular makeup. What happens is if it's in a weak state, people will start to demand attention from others. And then that's when it becomes very, very unattractive is when, you know, we're demanding that somebody gives us attention. Uh, and, and so, you know, if you're, if you notice that, then we want to go find ways where you can get this attention in a positive way, um, where you're, you're feeling really satisfied and uplifted by it. Um, and so 
that weak state really is self-absorption, okay? Where it's like, I am just so absorbed by myself. I am, I need this. I have to have this. I'm going to demand it of people. If I don't get it, I'm going to throw a big fit. I'm going to start manipulating people in order to get this attention. Uh, and we see this in the world. Like there are particularly what's coming to mind for me, politicians that, you know, have been out there in the forefront, really demanding that people pay attention to them, uh, whether they deserve it or not, rather than doing things in the world to just create a positive impact in the world where people naturally will pay attention to them because they're creating so much that is needed and necessary in the world right now. So there's just a couple, it's just the way you go about it is two different ways. Often people that have narcissistic traits are also combined with this sense of accomplishment, like really wanting to accomplish huge, big goals. Um, but if they're in the weak state of this, then it's going to show up as intimidation. So instead of just get putting their head down, doing the work necessary, you know, going after their goals, they're intimidating people to get to that place. And so when you have self-absorption along with intimidation, you're really headed towards these, um, these, this pattern of, of narcissism. And narcissism is this adaptation from childhood and a lot of times it comes from not getting enough attention feeling like you were held back um, really needing to overcompensate now like it could just be a survival technique but it's something that was nurtured into you and so if it was nurtured in then theoretically it can be nurtured out as well and so this is how i help people is in the state of nurturing themselves to a point where they're no longer needing to uh, live in these states of narcissism so there's a lot of success often that accompanies narcissism because these are really big driving forces that these people have and it can often seem like you know their their success justifies the narcissism but what happens is if you are miserable you can have as much success as you want but if you're not happy in your love life in your sex life if you're just not happy in life in general does it really justify it but the amazing thing is you can have all of the success and you can be happy. You can actually have both, all right? So accomplishments, like really wanting to accomplish these amazing goals without having to intimidate the world around you to achieve, to achieve it, that's when you're in a healthy state of this, okay? And it's all about starting to notice and learn, are you in a healthy state or are you in a weak state? And narcissism is a very weak state to be in. Um, Self-loathing is something that I see a lot, particularly in men that are very successful. And a lot of times these guys, maybe they've gone through a couple of divorces in the past and they haven't done the healing work. And there's a lot of self-loathing that happens. And when 
the self-loathing is there. You're basically hating yourself so much that you sabotage your relationships because you hate yourself. And you can only hate yourself for so long before you start projecting your hate onto someone else. And this, this hatred of oneself, when it gets big enough and bad enough, then what can happen is it can get to the state of wanting to kill oneself. Um, and this is real type of, of just insidious narcissism where it's at the point where you wouldn't destroy your entire world. Um, you're, you've in, you're destroyed your entire world to the point where the financial success doesn't even matter anymore. And all you can see is you just want out and a suicide seems like the only option. So it's a really bad place to be and it's completely unnecessary. When there are practices and healing modalities to help you have a healthy, happy outlook on life. If you just choose to show up and do the work, when you are willing to have a level of vulnerability so that way you can look in the mirror and you can take ownership of what you're doing and what you're not doing in the world. When you can look at these shadow pieces of you, the deep, dark pieces, the parts of you that you hate and, and love them. Begin this journey of radical self-love and self-acceptance and healing these, these wounds from childhood that have contributed to, to create who you are today. Because at some point in your life, you made agreements to, to live in a certain way, to accept certain things about yourself. And now is the time for you to say, no, I'm no longer going to live according to those agreements. I am going to live life on my terms. I'm going to choose and I'm going to create my life and I am going to be happy. And you can absolutely do this. I see men do it every single day. You can begin to feed yourself in strength rather than in weakness. And you can have all the success that you have without it coming from a weak state. And you can create so much beauty, so much goodness in the world. When you begin to, to feed your aesthetic sensibility, when you realize that self-absorption and intimidation, they don't work, you're hurting yourself more than uh, you're doing anything to anyone around you. Creating order is another big one here. So the weak state of creating order is manipulation. And this happens a lot as well when you've got this, uh, this process, like there's self-absorption happening, using intimidation to accomplish the self-absorption, to accomplish what you want in life, manipulating others in the process, um, and then being really stubborn about it. And this hap like this cocktail there definitely shows up very, very often. And men come to me, they're in relationships and they don't know why their relationships are failing. And this is exactly why being self-absorbed using intimidation to accomplish what they want in life manipulating others in the process and being really stubborn about it okay so if you recognize any of that in yourself 
just know these are areas that I help with every single day so that way you can heal this, you can move through it and you can have a really beautiful, happy, healthy relationship. You know, so many men, they just, they hate themselves, but they're in it and they're completely burned out. They work nonstop because they don't want to have a moment to think because they hate themselves so much. Um, there's even like this malicious aspect of it that comes into play, really being malicious towards people. And that comes from that self-loathing again, that is then being projected outward. And so one of the the most positive things I tend to see in particularly, you know, in men that that have a lot of wisdom that have uh, a lot of drive to collaborate that are very intelligent they have a lot of information is that there's actually also a lot of compassion there for these men and but this compassion if it's not being again in the strong state then it becomes this self-loathing piece um self-pity it can be this woe is me type state that they're in and so that's a very very weak state but instead if you find yourself in that and you can move over into compassion and having compassion and for the world and using that compassion to drive you and seeing how you can use all of these skills that you have to to help the world from this place of compassion you're going to move into a much more empowered state and it's a much sexier state to be in as well okay so so like these huge goals that i see uh, a lot of very successful men have as far as you know saving the world and cleaning up the environment and that type of thing there if you're have these goals this is part of the accomplishment driver is also part of yeah, your compassion driver and so if you're actually doing this what i would recommend that you do is you take a moment and just receive the fact that you're doing it recognize the fact that you've actually done it and this is going to help you feed in your strength because so often we're very busy and goal go go very goal oriented we don't even take a moment to stop and say oh okay i've i've done this and it's important, it's very important that you take a moment to recognize and give yourself credit for the things that you've done. Um, these, especially when you're doing really big things in the world. And again, you know, looking at this, this nature versus nurture, like really beginning to identify stories that don't serve you and unpacking and deconstructing them. And this is how I work with men in particular, is this unpacking, this deconstructing, these limiting stories that are holding them back. Because when you have these types of drivers that are the type that I'm discussing today, nothing should be holding you back. You are the only thing holding you back. Your stories, the agreements that you made with yourself during childhood that are now on repeat over and over and over and over and over in your brain, those are the only things that are holding you back. You are holding yourself back. And I know that is the last thing that you want to be doing with your life is holding yourself back in any way at all. And so 
when you start to do this work to to heal uh, the the little boy inside, the little boy that for whatever reason made agreements because he needed to feel safe, he needed to feel loved, he needed to feel like he belonged with his mother or his father. And when you heal that little boy, you begin to be empowered to live as a man. And that living as a man is what is so incredibly sexy. So I want you to hear that if you have been given this label of narcissist is don't take it that you're a lost cause. Okay. This is really about whether or not you recognize that that's what's going on. And if you want to do something about it and man on fire is all about this process temper tempering narcissism so that it becomes the really powerful part of you when it's in the strength okay you don't have to just think that you're just this douche and you're stuck with this for the rest of your life because a lot of men feel that way um so you absolutely don't have to and then but there's this, uh, the worthiness piece that comes into this as well. A lot of men feel like, okay, well, I'm just not worthy of doing this work. I have done so much damage. I'm not worthy of being happy. Is that really what you want? Do you want to live the rest of your life feeling that way? Is that the story that you want to perpetuate for the rest of your life? Because if it is, go right ahead. I can't help you. If you're somebody that wants a change in your life, then you're in the right place. Because it's important for you to understand that from my perspective, it's not incurable. It just requires deep understanding of where you're coming from and really recognizing what's happening in the moment. So that way you can, you heal this, you get to the root of this and you're able to live happy. And is that what, what you want? Do you really desire happiness? Because if so, you can have that. You can, can change the trajectory of the rest of your life and you can have happiness along with your success. All right, lovers, I'll see you soon. Hey, it's Sarah again. Thanks for listening. Make sure you check out the links in the show notes for everything we discussed in this episode and to find out more about how you can work with me. Until next time, lovers. Down tonight.